0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Now, I have another really incredible author that you um, that I have to share with you and another really beautiful chat that I know that you guys are going to absolutely love. Um, a little update. If you have been loving these episodes, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Um, there is so much goodness in this one. Also, book two of the Shadow and Shifter series is officially out. So Starseed book one is out there in the world. And now book two, Quintessence, is out there as well. So I am just going to give you a little bit um, of an about on this. So if this is kind of like a little bit where the hell is she coming from, I definitely recommend that you look up um. Starseed, but this is book two of my Young Adult Paranormal series. So Maya and Kaya are only just learning how to navigate the dark shadows that linger around the earth. As Maya and Kay move through grief to prepare for their final exams, fate has other plans and the dark shadows thicken at a rapid pace. The cause? Two twin girls new to stent and high. Shifters from the center of the earth, willing to do anything to take down a star seed and use their soul power on any human that gets in their way. Battle is imminent and Maya and Kay are greatly outnumbered, confident to win with love by their side. They're ready to do anything to protect the earth and its people, even if that means fighting to their soul's death. I love this book, guys, and honestly go check out the cover. It is absolutely gorgeous and I know you are going to love it. And if you love all things paranormal, then you are going to absolutely love this episode as well and this week's guest. So enjoy, guys. great welcome back to the writer's advice podcast everyone i am really excited because on this week's episode we have young adult paranormal author sean fletcher so thank you very much for joining us sean hey it's great to be here thanks for inviting me now i want to start the podcast with the same question that i ask everyone because i love this journey and i love how different it is for everyone but when was the moment that you realized that you were a writer
1: I don't know if like I've even reached that moment yet. (laughs) I think a lot of authors have like a ton of self-doubt. I think I I reach it every time I finish a book and then it like goes away every time I start another one. So I would say though, so I grew up reading. My parents, very fortunately, my parents were like kind of enforced reading um, when we were kids and that just kind of carried over into adulthood. And I, I think I kind of am of the mind that authors reach a point where either one of two things happens. Either they love writing, they love a book so much, they're like, I want to do this. Or they read a book that's so bad, they're like, I can do better than this. <laughs> and I reached the second one. Um, and I was like, oh, I could, I could do this. Now, have I done as good as that book? I, you know, I can't say, but that kind of started me to started writing uh, my first book when I was, I think, like 15. Yeah, wow. And I finished it and I started querying it. I had no idea what I was doing. And I got a lot of rejections. And that was still in the age where the age like it was like uh, ancient time. But that was when you still use like paper queries for the most part. Yeah. So I racked up a bunch of those rejections and just kind of went from there, honestly, and just made a ton of mistakes. And I'm still making mistakes and growing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's a constant process. I love that, though, because even today, there's still some publishers that make you literally mail it out and i feel like you know what like if people are still doing this at least you know that yep you're really on that journey and you really you really yeah. want to do this <laughs> even amongst the rejection right it's exactly like, it's
1: like how passionate are you are, are you going to actually do it and if so like do you how badly do you want this
0: yeah yeah it probably actually helps some publishers when it's like oh, is he serious about this <laughs> if you're still yeah mailing it's it like up.
1: rather than four thousand emails they're like all right i'd have like a hundred you know manuscripts taking up room in the closet or whatever
0: yeah absolutely so what happened from that Your 15 rejections came through did you keep querying Where? how did that journey go from that to where you are now That's I'm so sure
1: I'm I learned about. pretty early on how badly I was doing um, at it and so I had my my mom was like my first editor and she still reads some of my stuff so I'm, I'm forever grateful for her um but I realized I needed a lot more work and I just kept reading you know books i loved i read every book i could get my hands on on writing um i think i was kind of fortunate in that i didn't i was like kind of uh ignorant of just how badly i was and i got bad i was and i got a lot of encouragement early on so i just kept writing until i was not so bad whereas i think a lot of younger authors like they either jump into trying to get professional help or they try to publish too soon and they just get completely crushed because it can be a pretty rough industry out there and people can be pretty mean but yeah. I, I was kind of sheltered from that. Um, so I wrote like four or five more books um, and just I call them my practice novels because nobody fortunately will ever see them. Um, and you don't want to. And I went all the way through college. Um, I actually got a degree in wildlife biology. I was becoming a pre veterinary medicine major to go to vet school for animals. Um, that did not pan out uh, just because I ended up not wanting it kind of halfway through college. yeah, And In that time, I was not really able to take any creative classes. Um, The curriculum would not allow it. I actually transferred to a different school for my last semester because it was more of my fit. And with the hope to take a class, their creative writing class, and they barred me from that because I did not have the degree requirements and they wanted to save kind of that spot for somebody else. But I kept I kept plugging away at it. And then I graduated college and with the wildlife biology degree and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I ended up taking an internship at a ranch in Wyoming and I was out there herding cattle and doing grass surveys and just ranch stuff. And that was when I had like the epiphany of, well, I, I'm i not really doing like anything. I'm not locked into any one thing right now, mm-hmm, so I might cool. as well try this writing thing. Cause I really, by that point, I'd really loved it. I kind of dipped my toe in self-publishing. I'd started like querying again, you know, still no success there, but it was a lot of fun. And so I applied for a literary agency internship at, uh, in Washington state and I was forever fortunate to uh, my mentor, Andrea Hurst to pick me up. She took a chance. She saw, she actually saw my query and or my, my cover letter. And she's like, the thing that actually helped me choose you was you did not have a degree in writing because they had like a bunch of people like that. She's like, you had everything but and we wanted someone kind of a little bit outside that sphere to bring a different perspective. And I was very fortunate that I kind of went from there that moved from an internship to an apprenticeship to starting my business to finally self-publishing some stuff. And then I've just kind of tried to, to build it from there.
0: That's amazing. And I love how she, I, what a great story of how she took you on. It's like, it's like, those. that's like movie meant to be moments. I absolutely love that. So you've. Um, it was a
1: pretty wild journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you were there for a while and you've kind of learnt the, like the ins and outs of the industry, as well as craft, I'm sure, um, to like the next degree to then you're yes. like, yes, yeah. this is where I want to move on. And this is, I want to self-publish. Is that kind of, when was that moment for you in between there?
1: I think what I didn't realize at the time um, was, especially as I'm sure, you know, in, if you're self-publishing, or even if you're not, even if you are just publishing a book in general and you're trying to make either a living or just be commercially successful, uh, you have to have a, a pretty equal measure of both, both creative kind of artistic talent or artistic ability and, and sa- savvy, like marketing savvy. And I actually ended up really liking the entre- entrepreneurial, <laughs> say that five times fast, like uh, liking <laughs> the marketing entrepreneurial side a lot, like a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, I think self-publishing is can be very overwhelming for some, um, myself included, because there's so much to do but you, you're able to do so much as well. And I really kind of found, I loved that. Um, I I think, yes, there's the potential to make a ton of mistakes, but at the same time, it's like, there's, there's so much opportunity out there to learn. And I I really, I really ended up loving that. I think there's something really, um, engrossing and really kind of affirming about when you write something, you work on something for so long and you put it out there and people are actually paying you money for it. It's like, (laughs) don't you realize what you're buying? Like, this is just my stuff. Like you don't realize how messy this was, but that was just, it, that just became a lot of fun for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the fun of learning the ins and outs. And it is such a, I guess it, if you're that kind of, like you said, if you're marketing and entrepreneurial mar- uh, minded your constant, it's like a constant business. You've, it is your business. Like you've got to learn, there's always new things coming out and, and, um, working with that, which I feel like is a different, it's still a type of creativity, right? It's just, um,
1: it is. Yeah. yeah. Cause you have to be very aware of, I mean, this is something I've really been transitioning into the last year is like, all right, you know, the market has gone so much of like, you have to fit into a very narrow box of like a genre. Mm-hmm. And so finding kind of, understanding that market, finding that creativity, finding your space within that all kind of ties into, you know, being able to sell well. And so I, I think that's kind of fun. Um, it can be frustrating at times, but it, it can be fun as well.
0: Yeah. Have you always written paranormal, like from the start, what is, or is that something you moved into?
1: It's something I, so I actually started with like science fantasy. Um, my first book was like a Marvel-esque superhero. Uh, and then I, I, I was helping uh, Andrea, who was working on a huge sci-fi author at a time, And I was just reading his books kind of on the side and I got really into sci-fi for a time because I'd always liked Star Wars, which some people argue is in sci-fi. But I wrote a couple of those. They did not do well. None of those did super well. And I had always liked fantasy. Now, the thing is, fantasy, when I was reading as a kid, was very different um, than it is now. But I still found that it I enjoyed I enjoyed it a whole lot and so I started writing that and just kind of stuck within that there's something just very um, compelling that draws me to writing writing fantasy
0: yeah yeah and when was so you have so many series under your belt right now when was the moment when you were like yeah this is what I'm going to publish this is what I'm going to go with and how did it spiral from there
1: uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think each series kind of trickles into the next, I think, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know what your process is like when, uh, Starseed, that was your first book, right? Yeah. Or yeah. the first paranormal. Yeah.
0: I yeah. don't know what
1: the process for that was, but, um, I don't know. A lot of ideas kind of just percolate in my head for a time. And then, and then as I've kind of gotten a little bit farther along and learned some new things and, and made mistakes and and grown, grown, grown from them was, I have the idea and I try to see like, all right, where does this fit? And is it something that I want to actually pursue for mm-hmm. three, four, maybe even five books? Um, as far as the prior series, it was really about finding like my voice and then where I wanted to fit. And then like what interested me It's that cross section of like, yeah. can this sell, but also do I like it? Um, cause I think you can fall pretty easily, especially self publishing into just writing what's hot and, um, I can't really do that. Like I, I, I just get too bored of it too quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's in, I actually started the opposite way where I was like, I just started writing what I liked and going from there then yeah. learning business. And it's like, okay, actually what tropes does this fit into? Where is it going right, to go? And, right. And, um, and mix it You in probably
1: found like I did that like writing for yourself is fantastic, but mm-hmm. it does tend to make it a lot more difficult to like find an audience if it's too unique almost in a way kind of counterintuitively people are like all right I'm, I'm out like yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: you have to balance the two but I think when you do that's like the perfect sweet spot because as you said like you still want to love what you're writing and bring the best out you can where being right. self published it's kind of like stay with the market stay with this but it's like yeah right. it's finding that beautiful sweet spot so I love. I do
1: envy those authors that are and I think I've said this to other authors I've spoken with that that's like you you have to write to the market enough to sell well enough to where you can start doing whatever you want and I'm trying to like transition to that like that mix between writing what is popular but also I'm just going to kind of write what I want as well and we'll see what happens I think that's just an important thing for longevity's sake
0: oh my gosh I love that you said that I haven't it's, I was listening this is completely off topic but I was listening to um a podcast with Labyrinth actually and I feel like this is in any for any artist in any any thing that they're doing it's like you have to stay within that and then there will become a point where you can be like okay let's just test the waters <laughs> And be able to, you know, yeah, see where it goes and and go from there. And I think, yeah, that's um. I
1: tell a lot of authors I work with. They're like, well, so and so did this and it worked, and so I'm like, well, so and so is a multi million, you know, best selling (laughs) author, so. So-and-so, they'll publish so-and-so's grocery list. Like, that's fine. They can do whatever they, they want, but you are not so-and-so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to build that business and build your brand and, and reputation right. for them. Absolutely. Now, can you give um listeners, give us a little bit of a synopsis of some of your series? And do you have a book handy you can give us a little bit of an a uh, teaser of?
1: Uh Yeah, I've got one. So- The very first book, I'll just start with the fantasy series because that's really what I write now. Um, The very first fantasy series was Dragon Shifters. Um, So it's humans who can partially shift into dragons and, of course, the opposing organization that wants to murder them because they're evil. Why not? Um, The following series was the Mages of New York series, and that was where a magicless human uh, is apprenticed to a powerful mage, and she gets kind of caught up into this deadly competition in New York And I had a lot of fun writing that because um, I visited New York City. I don't know if you've had the chance to go. Um, It's just a very vibrant city. And you can do a lot with, like, melding the magic into the mundane world. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, The series after that. So So I don't know. You were talking about like what you decide, how do you decide to publish. This one I guess was probably the least organic, but it was like I wanted to kind of do a spin-off of the mages of New York. And at the time, Academy series books yeah. were kind of being a big thing. I did not write to trope at all for that, but I ended up writing kind of an academy series um within the same vein, like still set in New York kind of. Um so that's the Darkness Within series. Yeah. And then the Elements of Outcasts was kind of just another urban fantasy where this girl kind of discovers she has these powers she wakes up she gets murdered and kind of is revived among as as a paranormal creature um and then finally the the legacy dragon series is actually a spin-off of sorts of my very first dragon shifter series because that one that very first dragon shifter series kind of it, it is by far done the best um i guess people really like dragons yeah i like dragons so yeah. I, I get it and uh, so I wanted to do kind of a spin-off of that with different characters a little bit later in the timeline and, um, and just kind of develop that. And then I'm I'm working on another one right now that hopefully will be out next year. I'm kind of pitching it as a uh, Cruel Prince meets Princess Mononoke kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever watched um, Princess Mononoke, but um, that's where it's at right now. We'll see. It's oh in God. the... Uh, the ugly duckling stages at the moment.
0: <laughs> That's exciting. Then people will buy it and you'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it. all right.
1: I won't reveal like all the, the tears that went into like getting <laughs> yeah. this thing working. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was easy. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so actually, I have a question with that. So with the, um, doing the spin-off of, I mean, you're always staying within the same genre, but doing the spin-off from the first Dragon series to the next, when was the moment for you of like, okay, this, like I, do you have a, like a, a, I'm sure you have a newsletter, et cetera, but do you have anything that you connect yourself with readers to be like, oh, do you, where they tell you, I want more of this, I want more of that, etc.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I do have a newsletter, uh, probably about, probably about 6,000 people, obviously not all of them, you know, answer, but, uh, something that a lot of authors were doing at the time and I thought was a good idea was they were sending out like end of the year surveys And these were things that were like, they said, um, you know, which of my series have you picked up? Where did you, where did you see about it? Where did you learn about it? Uh, What format do you pick it up in? What do you want to see more of me? What are some of your interests, comp authors that you think uh, that you enjoy reading? Um, I found I had a pretty widespread actually of readers. They read anything from romantic fantasy to historical fiction, kind of all over. um, And some who read, you know, strictly fantasy, but predominantly, the, they, you know, it was mostly ebook readers, but predominantly a lot of them wanted to see kind of more of kind of the same I was doing, but a lot of them wanted the, the air dragons or at least enough that I was like, okay, you know, I've had some renewed interest in maybe writing more about this world. I really enjoyed it. I could do like three or four books and and see where that goes. Yeah. And so that's from there, it kind of just, it went and it fit in my brand. Um, and it would, it would kind of, is because the world was already established. I knew I could get them out relatively fast, and then also at the same time, I'm, while I'm writing those and developing those, I could be developing a, a new world, which takes a lot more time. Um, the first book and a new series always takes significantly longer than the following, the you know, the following books.
0: Yeah, and do you always know at the start how many you're going to write? Do you always have? That I do control? not, and that
1: depends. Yeah, that depends. I actually am a fan of trilogies purely because I. I know there's some authors and no, that's fine for them. Um, They'll write, I mean, six, seven, eight books. But I find that those books for me personally, they're a little too episodic. Like Mm -hmm. if you think of uh, the only, the only series, the only long series I can think of off the top of my head that like every book just did something massive was the Harry Potter series. I mean, no book in that series felt like it was a filler. And what I don't want is I don't want to write, you know, four or five books and two of those are filler every book I want to really push the main storyline ahead. So I find myself kind of drawn more toward trilogies yeah. where every book has something like you cannot miss a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something massive is going to happen. Typically though, they end up being, you know, I, I plotted some as, as long as six and then just by the nature of the story, or maybe they're just not doing quite as well as I wanted. I'll cut it down to four or, or whatever. Um, often that, that kind of, works better because if I'm if I'm extending it too long um I may be dragging something out that doesn't need to be drawn out that long
0: yeah yeah absolutely keep it that way I love that um so what is it like what does a day in your life look like now with writing like do you have do you separate part of it's like okay this is where I'm working on business this is where I'm getting creative etc and how long does it right now it's really slow (laughs) (laughs) that's fine
1: so, yes. So because so I do three different things all within the realm of publishing, essentially. So yeah. writing and my books make up a chunk of my income. Uh, top editing, professional developmental editing makes oh, up another chunk. And then I work with authors on consultations. I uh, work with a book marketer. I work with uh, Andrea, who I spoke about yeah. earlier, and do some kind of hourly consulting for a week. So what I always do, though, and what I always recommend to authors if they can is I set aside the very first thing in the morning before I start anything else. Work-wise, I don't just roll out of bed with a pen in my hand, but at work-wise is I, I write for, I think, Mm. anywhere from like probably an hour and a half to two hours. I'll break it up in chunks of like 25 minutes a piece, but um, I write for two hours. And that could be anything from actually drafting it, you know, handwriting it or typing on the computer to editing it. I just got finished hand editing the first rounds of this book and now I'm putting in the edits, So that could be any number of whatever stage the book is in. Uh, sometimes if I'm during a launch, that's prepping the launch materials, reaching out to people. I mean, something that is within working on my own stuff and yeah. getting my, my next book out. Then typically from like 1030 on uh, till like three o'clock, I'll be working on whatever editing job I'm, I'm doing. Uh, if I have a consult, I'll be doing that all the other business related tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll jump back onto editing and writing till the end of the day. And I find that that's a pretty good balance. It kind of bookends the day with my stuff, which makes me the most money and makes me happy. So yeah, I, I find that that keeps me pretty honest about actually sticking with it.
0: Yeah. And that's a great way to balance like both sides of your brain as well. I think if you're writing, as soon as you get up every morning, it's like, okay, nothing else is like in my mind so i can dive straight into this world essentially and then you get to finish with a little bit of it as well to like mark off your day so
1: (laughs) and the set i mean the the kind of a not sad reality but the reality is when you work in publishing is yeah you do have to balance that creative side of Mm. if, if i'm editing too much of other people's stuff it does it can take away from my own and vice versa so i have to really balance those two mindsets
0: I actually I really want to know this so when you're it's like when you're writing and say you like you're reading another book or uh, um I know when I first started writing, I had to be very mindful of this. If I'm like watching too many movies or if I'm reading too many, just like little things that start to to like come into your head. Right. So if you're working on like intensely editing something like that. I, I'm i sure you're just used to it now, but is there a certain process where you have to just like get that out of your mind?
1: Oh gosh, no, <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but writing kind of ruined reading for me. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, story in general. Yes. I, I'll pick apart stuff. Now, Not all the time. You, you can like set it aside. I think in some ways it's kind of good because I only really stick with books that like are truly good or, or at least Mm -hmm. I see them as good. Yeah. And I I think that those are books that are much better than mine. They challenge me in some way. And I, and I, I really kind of like enjoy reading those. Um, but you do have to turn that mindset off. Um, because it can, it can take over everything and ruin the enjoyment for everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now you've given us so much amazing advice on both business and creativity and the whole process. Is there anything else that you want to leave listeners with today when it comes to say they're um, a first-time writer, they're working on their manuscript or maybe even possibly looking into self-publishing? Is there anything else that you would like to share?
1: Um, I would say for those first time writers is just right. Don't, don't think about the market. Don't, you know, even I'm a, even as a professional editor, I tell writers a lot, especially beginning writers, don't even think about getting a professional editor because not until you're a little in the later stages. Cause one, you just want the creativity to be out there. You want to have fun with it and kind of grow on your own. And the second thing is too, like, you're probably not ready for that at the moment. Yeah. There's so much you can learn from just writing and reading good books and learning what they do. And that I think is just kind of a natural way to grow. Um, as far as self publishing is there's a lot of advice out there and just you can find a lot on books. You can find a lot on Facebook groups. You can find a lot on, on websites. It for me, it mostly boils down to, uh, write a, write as good a book as you can in a relatively, if you want to make a living doing it, um, write as good a book as you can in a relatively profitable genre. Um, yeah. you know, find that core audience, build up. That, that audience if you can on your on a newsletter or website maybe learn how to run some ads and you just you have to just keep doing it keep putting books out there making sure they're they're good and uh getting that word out there and uh people will find them eventually
0: yeah absolutely never stop thank you so much for that Sean this has been just like such a a great chat and I am really excited for I mean I know you said you're you're like in book one but I'm excited for this um princess series you've got coming out next year so i'm I'm keen to hear more more about that is that later next year or
1: so the the legacy Dragon series is the one that's launched or going out right now so the third book of that has come out actually christmas um then the fourth book is launching early next year like february march depending on when i get it done and so this will probably be out april may i am i'm hoping so I'm, i'm usually pretty consistent with kind of getting getting books out on time
0: just like every so many months you'll just never stop
1: yeah yeah I mean it does help you don't need to you know you don't need to do a book a month like some people Mm -hmm. are but I find that you know if you can get out if you're if you're doing a career of it if you can get out like three or four a year um that are you know you're not killing yourself doing Mm -hmm. it then that's a that's a pretty good clip you're doing all right yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Sean. Um, now, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, can you please let us know all your details, where to sign up for your newsletter, etc. I'll make sure I put them all in the show notes. But yeah, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, where can I find you?
1: Yeah, so the main, uh, main place is probably, I have a website, Sean Fletcher Author, S-E-A-N. Um, you have to add the author, otherwise you'll get a British journalist. Named Sean, Fletcher. <laughs> Sean Fletcher Author is my website. You can also find my newsletter there. All my books are there. I do have an Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook and a Facebook group. Um, that's where I post most of my stuff. Um, not awesome. on Instagram, probably as much as I should be.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like you've got that group too, though. It's more personal. Like, and, and you know, you've got your readers there. So it's kind of like, I guess, where you prefer to.
1: Oh yeah, I, I love yeah. it. Like I'm, I'm able to just immediately get in touch with them if I want to. And I do a lot of stuff on there.
0: Yeah, awesome. I will put all that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Sean.
1: Hey, appreciate it. Thank you.